going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Immac Sports. Instagram is also at Immac Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 122, and we got our first round playoff matchups. Very excited. And not only are we going over all that in the second half, the first half is going to be the season grades and the biggest needs for non-playoff teams. I got a mock draft in there. We're going to talk about how Georgia kicked the crap out of TCU last night and baseball news. Yes, sir. Yeah. We got it all. We we might talk about a Carlos Correa signing for the fourth time on our podcast because we probably talked about it last year. Yeah. Uh, when he signed with the Twins. We talked about it three weeks ago when he signed with the – or air quote signed with the Giants or agreed to terms with the Giants, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Two weeks ago when he agreed to terms with the Mets, and then we'll talk about it today with his new team, uh, I guess, kind of, if you want to call it that, uh, later on during halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get right into it, though, the opener. Uh, and my opener has got to be DeMar Hamlin's progression that we've seen within this past week. Uh, just Absolutely. eight days ago, uh, DeMar, of course, went under cardiac arrest uh, on the field in that Monday night game against the Bengals. Uh, and we all didn't really know how to process anything like that because it seemed like such a rare situation and how the NFL responded to it, uh, the Players Association responded to it, how the teams responded to it, how uh, obviously Hamlin's health himself is responding to it has just been perfect so far. And uh, now he's not in the Cincinnati hospital. He went back to Buffalo. He's not back at home, but in the hospital there. So he's a bit closer to where he lives. And I assume he's probably got some more family over there or whatever. Uh, So good situation there. Everybody's seen his posts on social media and all the the cool stuff that Mm -hmm. many different teams have done for him. And uh, it's very unique situation uh but seeing his progression and the nfl uh respond in the way that they have it's been really 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 cool to see yeah well the best thing i saw i guess x's and o's wise this weekend was the kansas city chiefs spinning huddle play against the raiders they are literally holding hands spinning in a circle in the huddle and then they all you know go to the line of scrimmage after that after they spin a couple times and uh Mahomes ended up in the backfield. He got a toss, ended up throwing it. It was a touchdown, but didn't count. So uh, uh, still, I love the effort. In a game that doesn't really mean anything, I love that uh, Andy Reid's trying literally whatever he comes up with. Yeah. Andy Reid is a a genius. And and it wasn't really a lot of Raiders that took offense to that. I think they're kind of just at this point just past them. Uh, But there was a Broncos player who got really pissed off about that play, uh, talking about how it's super disrespectful and all that stuff. And I don't know. I fucking hate the Broncos more than anything. So Broncos players mad. I'm completely okay with that. Yeah. I had some Uh, friends that, uh, before we continue, some friends were like, why don't they just walk up to the line of scrimmage like normal? Like, because that's the point of the play is to do something weird. And it's it's confusing as hell, I'd imagine. Because when you, the one thing that you know for a guarantee, I feel like, when they do that is that Mahomes is going to be the one taking the snap. And yeah. so you look for all these other pieces, all these other pieces that are motioning around and running out. Uh, but you know one thing's going to be a constant, and that one constant wasn't there. Nope. And so that's what made the play so good. Obviously, there was a holding by Creed Humphrey or whoever it was, so it didn't count, but they ended up scoring the next play anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kyle. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we'll move into the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week now, and it's got to be Naheem Hines for his two kick return touchdowns in Buffalo's big win against the New England Patriots on Sunday. It's not often that we see one kick return touchdown. Yes. This is a, I'm going to do the exact same thing that Skylar told me right before this. It's not often that we see a kick return touchdown in a meaningful game. It's not often that we see two kick return touchdowns by the same person in the same season, let alone two kick return touchdowns by the same person in the same game, in the same meaningful game yep. that uh, Naheem Hines did. And one of them was one of the coolest moments that we've seen in the last recent history, I'd say, uh, in the NFL with that opening kickoff return. Absolutely. Uh, Reminds Hines, me of the D. Gordon homer. When Jose Fernandez passed away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Naheem Hines, player of the week. Uh, team reports. Rough week for me and Skyler. Uh, uh, it kind of didn't really matter though too much, but uh, Skyler, let me know how you feel about this. Yeah. Game. Well, the Jets lost 11 to 6 to Skyler Thompson. It was Flacco versus Skyler Thompson. The entire old line was out, so we didn't want to risk getting Mike White, who's already hurt, and Zach Wilson, who has hurt feelings, even more hurt. Uh, so, not a lot happened in this game, man. Uh, the one thing, though, I'm happy about is Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner both finished really strong. You know, great games for those two, but uh, nothing much. So that's the season, 7-10. and 10. I'm still proud of those guys. You know, I just wish uh, they didn't tease us so hard in the beginning, like, you know, with Zach Wilson starting off, what, 5-1 and one or something like that. But, you know, either way, it's a whole lot better than what we've been seeing. So I'm sure both of our teams will get a lot of talks in the offseason moves, but we're not quite there yet playoff time so we'll hold off on that yeah uh team report for the Raiders we lost 31 to 13 in our season finale against the Chiefs this game didn't mean too much to me going into it I just wanted to see some of our our best players play again because I know I won't see them play for another six to seven months at this point uh and so watching Jacobs play even in a tough situation with him and his uh, current family situation uh, seeing him go out there and Put a put up an effort in a game that didn't mean anything means a lot to the yeah. organization, and hopefully we're able to bring him back. And uh, congrats to him on being the NFL's rushing title or getting the rushing title. Uh, it was sixteen hundred and thirty-five yards or something like that. So a great year for Josh Jacobs there. Uh, Devontae Adams got to a hundred catches, got to fifteen hundred yards. Uh, probably should have had his 15th touchdown, but he was held and they didn't call it. Uh, but still had five catches for 73 yards. Uh, pretty solid game for him. Hunter Rempo had seven catches. I think that's the most he's had this entire year. Also got a touchdown in there. Uh, Max Crosby had a sack, a couple tackles for a loss. Just him doing what he normally does. Uh, Stidham, as far as going into this game, I wanted Stidham to look good, but I didn't want him to look great because I knew if he looked great, then we'd relax in our QB search uh, and think that we just have our guy. And I did not want us to think that we had our guy because I don't yeah. think Stidham will be. So I'm happy that he looked okay. 22 for 36, 219 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, besides that, going into the offseason, uh, we'll take it day by day, week by week with the stuff that we hear. I don't want to make any speculation quite yet. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our picks where we went right and where we went wrong. I'll go first, I guess. Yeah. The f- one that I went right with uh, was or one that I felt the, the best about, I'd say, would be Denver over the Chargers. I knew going into this game that Denver 
Uh, this game kind of means more to them than it did to the Chargers because the Chargers already locked up their specific playoff spot. Uh, and Denver didn't have a pick, so they didn't have to lose for like draft position or anything like that. They having a feel good win against a divisional team is something that you always want to end your season off with. Uh, and Denver did that. I was the only person that picked them. I was kind of shocked about that, to be honest with you. But uh, I'll take the the good pick there. And then yeah. where I went wrong would have to be picking Dallas over Washington. I don't feel bad about making the pick. I just feel bad about how that game went. You know, like yeah, Dallas getting just shut down against Washington makes no sense in a game that means so. I mean, I ended up not meaning so much, but going into the game. Cowboys had to play this game like their season relied on it because of a whole bunch of seeding and stuff like that. Cause they could have, they could have had the number one seed at the end of the day if uh, things played out well for them. Mm-hmm. But regardless, Dallas got killed. The Maybe they just the needed to done. get it out of their system. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, we'll see on a sun. No, Monday night. That's Monday the Monday night, night game. Yeah. yeah. All right. So where I went right was taking the Panthers to beat the Saints. Uh, I know my guy Sam Darnold well, and what he loves to do is somehow win these meaningless games when it comes down to draft position. He loves ruining draft picks. And even though we played horribly, they found a way to win that one. So happy about that. Where I went wrong, though, was that Chargers-Broncos game. And let me try to give you my reasoning why I, I didn't switch the Chargers. This was the one game I didn't switch away to the team that had nothing to lose because I figured the Chargers would be playing hard no matter what happened because Brandon Staley said they didn't care if the Ravens won or not. But they ended up finding out at halftime and pulling everybody. So uh ended up losing, which sucks. But I think it's a, a decent reason to stick with the Chargers. It was a close game. Yeah. All right. So how we're going to do, where's your head at this week? The first half is going to be season grade and biggest need for the non-playoff teams. Kind of <clears> same <throat> thing that we did for uh baseball when that season ended. We talk about the teams that didn't make the playoffs, and as teams get eliminated, we talk about them week by week. Uh, And then the second half, we're going to be doing playoff predictions, so our full playoff bracket there. Uh, And then uh, next week, what you can expect from us is going to be our QB predictions for next season, Uh, something that's one of the most fun things to do uh, as a segment on this show. And then also our awards. So we're splitting this kind of end of season talking to two episodes over these next two weeks because it'd be a long time and uh, we don't want to put you guys through that so let's start off with the season grades uh and the biggest need of course we'll start off from the really bad and we'll get to the mediocre i guess yeah. after that so uh starting off with the bears the team that holds the number one pick yeah i'm gonna give the bears a d plus this year it was a pretty bad season but Overall, you know Justin Fields is probably going to be your franchise quarterback when healthy, and I I, I like Matt Eberflus so far. Their biggest need is you got to get some more picks. Um, that kind of a spoiler to my mock draft. They got to trade down from the top spot and just get as much talent as possible. I know I didn't want to put any or all as their need, but we'll start off with more picks. That's a good start. Yeah. Uh, for Chicago, I went C minus because I kind of figured them to be around this spot. So just, you know, meeting expectations gives them a C minus, but they were the worst team that it fell. So that's why it's not a C or a B or anything like yeah. that. Uh, and the main need that I have is get weapons or O line for Justin Fields because without an O line, he's not going to be there for 
for long. Without weapons, he's not going to be there for long. If you just go straight defense, you know, he might end up being a better team immediately, but he might not want to play for you in three years when his contract comes around, or he might not even be healthy enough to play for you when that contract comes around. So uh, I'll go C- minus and uh, get okay. weapons or, or line for, for fields. Yeah. Moving on to the Texans, who somehow do not have the first overall pick. <laughs> yeah, the Texans are going to get an F for this one. It's not Lovey Smith's fault. It's not Davis Mills' fault either, but it's just a wasted year. And uh, the GM put them in a horrible position here. But they do have the number two pick, which you could do a lot worse than that. So go get yourself a franchise quarterback and start this rebuild for real. Yeah, uh, I gave him a D. The Texans are just so shit, so... I couldn't give them an F because they didn't really like completely fail expectations, but sure. they were just so bad on so many different levels. Uh, I feel really bad before I get into the biggest need for guys like David Coley and Lovey Smith, though, who were the head coaches the last two years. Yeah. Didn't do anything wrong at the head coach position. They were given the worst roster in the NFL, and they just got screwed over by getting fired a year later. I don't know where David Coley is right now, but I hope Lovey Smith gets another job as a coordinator or something yeah. like that next year because he deserves that and being able to make that team formidable, especially in the last four or five weeks of the season where they competed with the Chiefs, competed with the Cowboys, and beat the Titans and the Colts. Uh, their biggest need, though, looking at it right now, is they need to find their head coach, GM, head Head coach, GM, QB combo of the yeah. future. Uh, because these like gap years, they've had two gap years now at this point. They need to go find a new era of Texans football. And I mean, they kind of screwed up with not getting the first overall pick, but it's got to happen now. It can't have another gap year. They got to do it now. Yeah. Moving on to Arizona. All right. The Cardinals get another F for me. Uh, another kind of just wasted year. You know, Kingsbury, we kind of figured wouldn't be the guy. And that's true. He got fired yesterday. Kyler Murray's going to be out for a while. Um, I, I imagine he won't be ready for the, the first game, the regular season next year. So I'm going to say get any kind of defense you can. Um, and I know Kyler Murray's going to have some input in who the head coach is, but you got to change up your strategy if you're Arizona. That's not how you're going to win games in the NFC West this year. Uh and we already saw they're going to try to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe it's another rebuild, uh, which sucks for Kyler Murray. But defense, that was horrible this year, too. Yeah. Uh, so I did my grade uh, before the DeAndre Hopkins and need before DeAndre Hopkins. But I'll kind yeah. of interpret that in, or include that into my stuff now here. Uh, grade, it's an F. Uh, we kind of expected this team to be hovering around a playoff spot, if not in one. Uh, and they went four and 13. So a very shitty season for them. I also had build the defense for the, the need as well, because yeah. I think Kyler, as long as he's your quarterback, he's going to be able to make plays and put up points on the board for you. If you have yeah. a good head coach. Uh, and I think they should be able to get that done. Uh, but the defense was so bad this year. They have some young pieces, uh, but having pieces doesn't mean anything when they're not a group and playing together. So you got to get players, uh, on the defensive side and build a solid group on that side of the ball. Moving on to the Colts who, uh, yeah. disappointed. Uh-huh. That's another F that's three in a row for me. Um, what a horrific year, man. I mean, you could see it from a mile away and Matt Ryan wasn't going to be the guy. And unfortunately Jeff Saturday became the scapegoat for all of it too, which I, 
Again, I don't really agree with. But here's another team that really needs that head coach franchise quarterback combination. And because I assume their GM and ownership won't be going anywhere yet. But yeah, maybe it's trading up in the draft. Maybe it's getting another veteran, but you got to have the head coach and the quarterback on the same page. So we don't get another year like we saw this year. Because that can't happen again. Yeah, I gave him a D minus. I don't know. I just didn't feel like giving him an F. Uh, okay. Because they, when Shaq landed out so much of the year, I think. What I was watched really, was an F. That's what I yeah. graded on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I understand the F grade, but I don't know. I, I feel like I couldn't give him an F with how much Darius Leonard or Shaq Leonard was out this past year with how good he is. Uh, the biggest need I had, though, was draft a young QB. And that's draft in all caps because trading for the veteran QB that was good four or five years ago has not worked out for them three years in a row with Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. So whether it's drafting CJ Stroud, getting Bryce Young somehow, or trade up to the number one overall pick, you got to go get a young QB uh, because just these veteran guys have not done it for you in these last few five few years mm. moving on to the reigning super bowl champs <laughs> uh the los angeles rams yeah uh the rams i'm gonna give a d to here so we break the streak of f's and you know i think it was probably exactly a year ago maybe right as the playoffs were starting we had a segment um talking about who we thought the worst team in the league would be in five years and i'm pretty sure we both said the rams because they have no money no draft picks and a lot of old players and that's pretty much what happened just a lot earlier than we expected here with the Rams. They're going to get a D and their biggest need Sean McVay, because if Sean McVay leaves, then it's it's for real. It is going to be a horrible couple of years for the Rams and also uh, edge rusher if they do decide to keep everybody. <laughs> uh, it's funny with the Rams, because I remember when we. In our first year of doing our show, yeah. you know, when uh, that trade went down uh, Matthew Stafford to go to the Rams, we were talking about, does that make the Rams the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Uh, that was like right after they got eliminated to Green by Green Bay, I think, uh, in yeah. Lambeau in that 2020 season. Last year, we talked about, will they be the worst team or something like that, like you were talking about. Uh, and here we are talking about them having the worst future. Uh, I gave them an F for my team grade. Uh, and what I had for my need was figure out the direction of the future. Cause yeah. with that, if that is with McVay, he's going to want to go ahead and win. He's going to want to go ahead and do something some way, somehow to make that team compete for a playoff spot. In all reality, probably McVay leaves uh, mm. because he sees the direction of that and he knows He's a good enough coach to go to a different spot and go or to Fox for another team uh, or to Fox and then go back to coaching in two to three years, whatever it may be. Uh, but if it's that, then you gotta, you gotta start the rebuild. Uh, you gotta look to trade a Donald. You gotta look to trade uh, Jalen Ramsey, guys yeah. like that Cooper cup. And uh, cause you have no draft picks. And if you have all these guys, you have these three stars on your team that are super, super good, but you have no draft picks and you have nothing around them and you have no money to go get guys uh, to bring in. What's the point, you know? So uh, figure out your direction, whether that is competing again or starting over and rebuilding everything up. Moving on to Denver. Yeah. uh, Here's the last F I'm going to give out this year. 
Oh, wow. What a horrific year for the Broncos. A one-and-done rookie head coach. That doesn't happen very often. you got to be really bad. And um, we talk about the Broncos a whole lot. And pretty much the goal here is got to get people around Russell Wilson who actually love Russell Wilson. Don't just tolerate him. So I have their need as bringing in an offensive tackle. And obviously the right coach is, uh, you know, guaranteed here uh, as a need. But offensive tackle is a big thing. Garrett Bowles broke his leg uh, and everyone around him was the worst in the league. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, For the Broncos, I also have an F. Uh, And very similar to what Skyler said, my need is... Find a head coach that you don't have the head coach part, but find yeah. a head coach that wants Russ. And I had wants mm-hmm. in all caps because you can't have a head coach or offensive coordinator come in here or come into Denver and say, I don't like these guys. I don't know if I can win with these guys. You have to have a head coach that knows he can win with Russell Wilson because there is no alternative. No. And if you have the idea of doing something else. And by the time that idea even gets to fruition, you're not going to be there because you're going to have three straight five and 10 seasons or not five and 10, five and 12 seasons that you're going to be gone uh, and being a tight ends coach in the big 12 or whatever. So find a head coach that wants Russell Wilson is the main need mm-hmm. on to Vegas. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm going to give the Raiders a D plus. And I don't think talent is the problem here with the Raiders. Why I gave them such a low grade is because you already had a questionable direction going into this year. And now it is a lot harder to understand where the Raiders are going. Now we figure Derek Carr is gone. He didn't play the last couple of weeks. They sent him home. So you got to get a quarterback and someone to protect him. Because if this regime is really going to work, you got to be able to plug and play or everyone's getting fired again. And you just got to restart it. Yeah. Uh, for the Raiders, I gave us an F because the season was not at all yeah. what I expected. And for the need, I said gain depth around stars, very similar to the Rams where the Rams have Cooper cup, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. The Raiders have their three stars and Crosby Adams and Jacobs. And around them, it's kind of just lacking everywhere else. The good thing for the Raiders, though, is that they have draft capital and they have money. So they're not in that shitty situation that the Rams are. Uh, the main thing is, is getting depth, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because the offense, you have not just Jacobs and Adams. You also have Darren Waller, who's a Pro Bowl tight end. And you have Hunter Renfro, who's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Uh, quarterback, obviously, is a big thing. And... Uh, I couldn't really, it was tough. I didn't want to put multiple things on here, but I am going to talk about multiple yeah. things now because uh, I think you know the biggest thing as me. well yeah. is you need to draft a young QB because if you sign a Brady or trade for Aaron Rodgers or do whatever to get Lamar Jackson, which I'm seeing all these Raiders Twitter accounts talk about, it just wouldn't work out because you spend $50 million on the quarterback position, and then you have no more money to go improve every other single hole on your roster. If you draft a young QB, maybe you suffer a year or two, but if that guy turns into something, you have a Super Bowl caliber roster with money spent around him rather than on that position alone. So please, draft Will Levis. I'm begging you, Dave Ziegler. You're not going to like my mock draft, Kyle. I just want Will Levis, please. <laughs> Please make it happen. On to the Falcons. 
All right. The Falcons are going to get a C minus, a little bit higher than the Raiders because they gave Ritter a shot and he looks decent. And Arthur Smith is going to stay at least another year to try to help him. And the goal here is you got to get a wide receiver for him. Or, and if you can get past that, if you knock that out early in the process of the offseason, then it's any kind of defense. Again, similar to the Cardinals here, you figure an offensive-minded head coach with a, a quarterback on a, a cheap deal, they should be able to get something done. They have some great running backs, too. So get them some help on the defense so you can actually win in your horrible division. Yeah. Uh, I gave the Falcons the highest grade I've given anybody so far at a B- minus because I thought going into the season they'd be a prime Bryce Young contender. I thought they would suck, maybe be the first or second pick and go take the franchise QB from there. QB situation is a little bit more complicated now if you want to stick with Ritter or what do you want to do there. Uh, but the main need that I have was find ways to use Drake London and Kyle Pitts more because they were completely underutilized this year. And those two guys are very, very good. Uh, I think if you put Kyle Pitts in Travis Kelsey's spot, he'd probably go for 1,300, 1,400 yards just with how crazy good he is. And obviously Andy Reid's right on that plays for him too. But those talents are too good to just waste and not use at all. Uh, so just find a way to get them the ball. Yeah. Moving on to New Orleans. New Orleans, I'm going to give them a D minus. Um, and again, it's it's not really their fault because they uh, – it was a bridge year. Okay, Andy Dalton's not the answer. Jameis Winston was hurt and was benched again. So – their biggest need is going to be 2024 draft capital because this is the prime target for Caleb Williams. And I like Alave. I like some of the other pieces they have on offense. Taysom Hill is always pretty solid. And again, the defense wasn't horrible. They actually made it close for a playoff spot at the end. So even though it's a D minus, I think if you, if you're targeting Caleb Williams, you're going to be on the right track in a couple of years. I gave them a C because they kind of just were average at a lot of things this year. Uh, People had some higher expectations for them going into the season than I did. I didn't really think that they'd be that great. Uh, But then again, they weren't terrible either. So I gave them a C. Uh, The need that I have is get rid of everyone. Caleb Williams is coming because – uh, well, you, I mean, keeping Olave is one guy, probably Lattimore as well. Uh, But Kamara – uh, Demario Davis, maybe Tyron Matthew, whoever it is. Uh, those guys should not be there next year because you have to be the worst team in the league next year. Because if you are, you're going to get a guy that can change your franchise trajectory for the next 25 years. So, suck next year. That's all yeah. it is. Let's move <laughs> on to the Cleveland Browns. All right, the Browns are going to get a C+. Plus. It's hard to grade them because they didn't have Deshaun Watson. That's what the, this whole thing is about. It's about Deshaun Watson and Stefanski's ability to survive together. And uh, so I have their biggest need as defensive line because I think it, you got to give them another shot to run it back with the offense. Uh, it could be tough with Kareem Hunt possibly leaving, but you still have Nick Chubb. You know, the offense should should stay the same. Uh, for the, the grade, I gave them a D. I think they were just pretty underwhelming this entire year. Uh, obviously, no Watson for most of the season, but they were still terrible with him. Uh, and for the need, I said, make Watson good again. 
I don't know how you do that. Uh, but if he's good again, you have a playoff team, so make him good again. All right. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers. I gave the Panthers a C because uh, it's another situation where they were still able to stay in the playoff hunt despite all the distractions and even you know coming off, off of the field, being able to trade a guy like McCaffrey, get a lot back, but still holding on to Brian Burns, I think is the right choice. So I'm going to say, try to get some offensive skill positions. Have a draft like how the Jets did last year, being able to get Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Try to get some starters on the offense because I don't think they need to blow it up for a quarterback yet. Again, this depends on the type of coach they bring in, which could be tough, but I still think it's a C season, you know. For the Panthers, I gave them a B. I think they did relatively well for how a lot of people expected them to be this year. Uh, I said find future QB is the biggest need, whether that's Matt Corral, whether it's somehow Sam Darnold, uh, or you trade up to the number one spot or let, I don't know, like a guy like Anthony Richardson fall to you. You got to find that guy. Uh, If it's an offensive mind head coach, that makes it so much more the need as well. Uh, When it's a defensive coach, you might be able to find a bridge guy. Uh, but finding that future QB that's there to play in Carolina for a long time is going to be the main need for me. Uh, moving on to Tennessee. Weird one here. Yeah, it is weird. And I gave them a C here, lower than the Browns, even though they were a game out of the playoffs, uh, because th- this was just a, a horrific team to watch this year. You know, I have their need as receiver only right now. It's because I think whether it's Tannehill, Dobbs, Malik Willis, I don't think either of them any of them i guess are the answer here but it's a good enough roster you have one of the best coaches in the nfl i think it's possible to run it back and be jacksonville so get yourself some receivers i gave the titans a d i think they were pretty underwhelming this year considering their track record over the last four to five seasons and for the need i said rebuild offense uh, whether that means derrick henry is there i assume that he probably mm-hmm. is but you need to find guys that are good you know at offense that aren't named chikazima kunku and Traylon burks when he is healthy you need a quarterback you need probably two wide receivers and you need a tight end as well i'd say uh, so rebuild the offense. That might be a one or two year process to do that though. Um, Moving on to the jets. Yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I still have the jets at a B, even though they were seven and 10, because this one, I did not expect. I did not expect them to win some of the games they did against some, some former playoff teams. And, you know, even though no one really knows what the quarterback is, uh, the biggest need for me is offensive line, whether it's just making sure you have backups in case guys get hurt or even getting rid of someone like Mackay back then and drafting someone early in the first round. I really think, and again, this isn't the quarterback episode, but uh, I think they're going to keep Zach Wilson and, and try him again next year. I really think that's what we're going to do. So if he's scrambling for his life, we're not going to know if he's any good. We already saw with Mike White. He looked pretty good. Then he got destroyed. He got broken in half, and he wasn't the same when he came back. So we don't even know. And that's just going to happen again and again and again to whoever's playing quarterback for us. So we got to protect them. I think I'm going to give the Jets a B plus. That's that's where I gave them. Uh, we're spot them this year. 
Uh, and the need I have, O-line's a good one, but I went with the obvious one of, of getting a veteran QB. They're in a spot where they shouldn't draft a guy, uh, but getting a Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo would make this team an 11 or 12 win team tomorrow. So they have the young guys progressing. If Brees Hall's healthy, if Garrett Wilson's healthy throughout the entire year, which I think he was for most of it. Garrett Wilson? Garrett, played, oh, yes. Yeah. 15, 16 uh-huh. games. So he's healthy yeah. most of the year. Uh, they have the young stars on defense. Getting the veteran QB is that main piece, uh, in my opinion. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers, who did not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, the Packers get a C plus because they really figured out the offense in the second half of the season a lot better than than I thought they would. I thought they were they were dead for sure around week seven or eight, around the time they lost to the Jets. Um, and that's a lot because of Aaron Rodgers. So that's their biggest need. Bring back Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we know they have some good coaches and some good pieces, so it's not going to be a complete rebuild if he's gone, but it changes everything else without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, for Green Bay, I said C-. Uh, and the need that they have, I didn't put A-Rod on here because I feel like that's very uncontrollable uh, in the way that it's really just up to him at this point. If he wants to play, he's yeah. going to play. If he doesn't want to play, he's not going to play. And regardless of what the Packers say to him, I think it's all going to be Aaron's mind and what comes to his decision. So what I had uh, that will help uh, Aaron Rodgers come back is getting playmakers that don't play the running back position, draft a wide receiver in the first round, uh, go get a good tight end for him. That's not Bob Tanyan. Uh, And uh, (laughs) you know, that will help. It's not going to hurt, you know? Uh, And even if he does leave, then you have guys for Jordan love to throw to. So, so that's how it goes there in Green Bay. Uh, Moving on to New England. Yeah, New England gets a B. Same grade as the Jets because uh, even though there was a lot of confusion going on with the quarterback position just a little bit earlier in the season than it was with the Jets, still better than I thought they would play. You know, again, they were they were one game out of the playoffs. So I'm going to say get younger on defense because we know Belichick can't draft for his life offensive skill players. So they're going to have to – do something else there. So get get younger on defense. Maybe if the defense becomes top three, top five again, they have a shot. Yeah, I gave the Patriots a C. Very average team this year, and that's kind of what I expected going into this. And for the biggest need, I said find a way to play Marcus Jones every single snap yeah. of the football game because that yeah. guy – is really fucking good at what he does. Whether it's breaking up passes on defense, returning punts on special teams. Maybe that's what Belichick needs to do. Draft corners that can play receiver. Exactly. You're taking screen passes uh, to the house. That guy, he needs to have the ball in his hands like 10 to 15 times every single game. Let's go. uh, Let's do Washington. It looks like we got like two minutes left on our thing on here. So, yeah, we'll do Washington. All right, so the Commanders, I gave them a C plus because it, it was such a weird year, but they still stayed in the playoff race most of the year, again, like like most of these teams. Uh, so I, I'm going to say O-line is their biggest need, and I guess uh, 1B would be get rid of Carson Wentz. And a quarterback to compete with Hal. I don't think you need to go all in here for a big one, especially if Ron Rivera is not going to be there for a long time. You don't want to wreck the future for a possible head coach coming in 2024. 
So get a, a cheaper quarterback that can compete with Sam Howell. Because I, I like Sam Howell. I think he can win this job. Yeah. Uh, I gave the Commanders a B-. minus. I didn't really expect them to be anything crazy this year, but I expected them to be a playoff team. But the Giants kind of took that role this year. I didn't expect the Giants to be much. Uh, and I said find a QB that can actually pass. Whether that is Sam Howell or it's a veteran QB coming in uh, that's known to be a gunslinger. You have these weapons in Jahan Dotson and Terry McClellan that are very, very good. And you got to be able to get them the ball consistently. You have to be able to uh, let Brian Robinson cook because he's going to get better and better as his career goes on and he gets more healthy recovering from the stuff that he went through. Yeah. Uh, so I'm saying find a QB that can actually pass and be able to throw the ball 30 to 40 times a game rather than just being a dysfunctional offense. All right, two more to go. Let's get to the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, yeah, the Steelers are going to get an A from me. Nine and eight? Are you kidding me, Mike Tomlin? He did it again. And maybe it should be an A+, plus, but no playoffs, I couldn't do it. So biggest need is going to be the offensive line. Uh, Kenny Pickett looks really good, so let's protect him. Well, how about your star, Najee Harris? Let's give him some space to actually run the ball. Um because I feel like Kenny Pickett will get some some respect in the box next year after he's been slinging it a little better. I also gave Pittsburgh an A, considering how their season started. I did not think that they'd be this close to the playoffs, and being a tiebreaker away from making it is pretty remarkable. Uh, I said get a new OC, even though that won't happen. Uh, so yeah. getting a new O-line or some new oh, alignment. Oh, Matt is, Canada. Yeah, is a good thing to... Uh, to put on there because Kenny Pickett looked a lot better than what we expected. And uh, Najee Harris looked good once Kenny Pickett got in there consistently. George Pickens looked better. Deontay Johnson looked better. Uh, so, oh, Pat Barmuth as well. That's another guy in there. Yeah. Uh, so they yeah. look pretty solid. Moving on to the last team that we have, the Detroit Lions. The Lions are going to get another A from me. Uh, again, maybe a little too high since they didn't make the playoffs, but Dan Campbell is a guy I thought for sure would be on the hot seat, and they they played pretty awesome. Now they're they're having their coordinators being uh, interviewed for head coaching jobs. That's crazy, man. Uh, but their biggest need is defense in all caps, man, specifically cornerback. Uh, the past couple corner draft picks have not worked out for them, um, barring a couple uh, outlier years, specifically uh, Amani Orowarie, but get some more corners in there. You know, Akuda did not work. It's unfortunate, but you got to restart that, that defense. Uh, for Detroit, I gave them an A plus their defense is something that's not as big as a need to me. Cause it was really bad in the first, first half of the season, but in the second half, it became a very progressive group. And I think that's, what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, if you have those young guys like Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Houston and, uh, I know Kuda was hurt for a little bit, but the guys that are on that side of the ball, uh, the need that I have, though, is find a star through trade or free agency that wants to play in Detroit. Uh, because that's always seems to be a big problem, getting somebody to go to that franchise or getting somebody that wants to play uh, and live in Michigan for you know <laughs> yeah. eight months or nine months out of the year. So finding somebody that wants to be on that team that is a star caliber player should be easier than what it's been in the years past, considering their performance this year. Uh, and Detroit should be a playoff team next year, I assume. They should yeah. be in there. 
All right. That will do it for our season grades so far. Uh, We'll get back to six more next week, uh, but let's go to halftime. All right. We got to start off halftime with uh, one of my favorite things to do in life. Mock draft. It's 6.0. It's the first one with the, the top 18 picks locked in. And I'm excited for this one because at the very top of the draft, we have a trade. It's the Indianapolis Colts trading up to number one for Will Levis. This is what I am predicting to happen, not what I would do. And the Colts just seem like the team that's going to fall in love with Will Levis's uh, pro day and his combine and take him number one. And I think Will Levis comparison is going to be a little closer to Kenny Pickett than people are going to want to admit just because how strong his arm is. But that's what I'm going with. And number doesn't two, have small hands, though, I don't think. No, does not have small hands. But he hasn't played in the cold. Mm. <laughs> but there's a dome in Indy, so bam. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> number two, Houston freaks out for a minute, but then laugh their asses off after this. So they just take Bryce Young in the two spot. They're fine with that. Uh, the Cardinals luck out. And, I mean, I've been seeing mock drafts with them taking Bijan Robinson at three. And I think that's just ridiculous because those are, uh, you know, at one point reliable – draft sources, but you got to be insane and not take Will Anderson here at number three. Um, so just like we said, get younger on defense. They pretty much need an entire new one. So that helps. Uh, the bears trade back to the four spot and get Jalen Carter, who they probably would have taken at the one spot here. So uh, good for them. Maybe they can try to fleece the Colts for even a, uh, you know, extra couple players too with that pick uh, number five, the Seahawks, I finally did it. I gave him CJ Stroud at quarterback. I think they're going to franchise tag Geno, not extend him. So it's still a good reason to get a young quarterback on the roster because Drew Locke's not it. So interesting there. Lions at number six. I like him taking corner. So I'm going to give him Keely Ringo, DB from Georgia. In the past, I've had Joey Porter, but uh, maybe the Lions fall in love with, uh, you know, two time champ instead. Uh, it could be trying to build some kind of chemistry with Dan Campbell, biting kneecaps type beat. So, yeah, Uh, the Raiders at seven. Uh, It's been an unfortunate top six for you. Uh, To be honest, Kyle, I'm sorry. Um, So I'm going to have you guys taking Paris Johnson Jr., offensive tackle from Ohio State. I think um, it may be a situation where you go, hey, you know, we could take whichever offensive tackle we want because it's still a need, even though it's maybe not the top need. Just having that, um, I don't know, I guess confidence. In your scouting team, be like, that's our top guy. We got him, you know? Anyway, yeah, that's, that's my, yeah. my Raiders rant for you. Hope you enjoy it. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, number eight, maybe uh, another guy the Raiders could pick too. I just decided to go with Paris Johnson is Miles Murphy to the Falcons. Uh, they're loving this one because Miles Murphy, as rusher from Clemson, is, is really good. Uh, another guy who could have been in here, Jared Burse, edge from Florida State, decided to go back to school actually. So I just want to mention that before we keep going, because the Panthers at nine, they're going to take Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech. Um, he's a massive dude, like 265 pounds, bigger than the the normal edge. Uh, and having that kind of guy on the opposite side of Brian Burns, if you do keep Brian Burns, I like. Um, and number 10, wrapping up the 10, 10 duh. wrapping up the top 10, sheesh. Uh, the Eagles via New Orleans, they're going to take Christian Gonzalez, DB from Oregon. Uh, massive dude with really good ball skills. My comparison is Trayvon Diggs, and I think the Eagles would love that kind of guy. 
And actually, we have some interesting notables here. I'll just go straight through. The Titans at 11, Quinton Johnston, receiver from TCU. I think they really need a receiver. Like you said, rebuild the offense. Uh, here's a, a massive dude who's really fast. Uh, number 12, the Texans take Jason Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Get Bryce Young, a receiver. Because uh, we saw Brandon Cook said he doesn't want to be a part of any rebuild. Sorry, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I have the Jets taking Peter Skaronsky, the tackle from Northwestern. Because I know he's played guard before in college, too. And we kind of just need any type of offensive line, starter, slash depth, whatever possible. So we don't end up taking a quarterback in the first round here. Uh, Patriots, Jordan Addison. I may rework this because I know they hate drafting, you know, offensive skill players early because they're bad at it. Uh, I'll skip around a little bit here. I got the Buccaneers at 19 taking Anthony Richardson. There's still a lot of, a lot of concern with Brady. Uh, I guess availability still up in the air if he wants to go to the West Coast, if he wants to retire. So Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. And I think this is uh, another guy who's probably a little better than Malik Willis was as a prospect. So uh, it's got to be worth the first rounder, in my opinion. Uh, the Jaguars at 21, I gave him Michael Meyer, tight end from Notre Dame, best tight end in the class. Evan Ingram signed a one-year deal. I think that's an easy plug-and-play there for them, trying to keep the offense uh, ahead on the same pace as uh, as Trevor Lawrence's, which is going pretty well. Uh, we got back-to-back receivers here. 22, the Giants, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Deep play threat, and the Giants don't have any of those. And 23, the Ravens are pissed that Jalen Hyatt's gone, so they just take Gaishan Boutte from LSU, who I think is a lot worse, but some receivers always get taken a little higher than they should. Um, 24, the Chargers, Gravon Dexter, defensive tackle, Florida. They whipped really hard on Jerry Tillery, so they're just going to try to replace him with one pick, hopefully. Um, the Cowboys at 25, they're going to get Brian Branch, safety from Bama, top safety in the class. We know the Cowboys love those secondary members. And I'll skip here to the bottom. 31, Eagles, B. John Robinson from Texas. I think it's very possible someone's going to trade up for him. But if they don't, Miles Sanders' contract is up. And, you know, knowing the Eagles situation right now, they're already paying A.J. Brown massive money. Uh, there's no need to to pay Miles Sanders, too, if you don't have to. Bijan Robinson's on the clock. So that's the mock draft. Very hyped. I, I can uh, post the whole thing on Twitter later today, too, if anyone's interested in that. And we might as well go right into that national championship game that happened last night. Mm. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, they're going back to pack after the 65-7 to domination over the Horned Frogs. Stetson Bennett in his last college game, six total touchdowns. Ridiculous. I mean, I, I stopped paying attention around halftime. This was insane. Brock Bowers, too, 150 yards in a touchdown. He's not even draft eligible. He's like one of the best receivers in the nation. And he's mm -hmm. a tight end. Crazy. You have any uh, anything you want to say about that game? I mean, I'm sorry for uh, getting you hyped up on that, that plus 12 and a half because – that was not even close. Yeah, that was a that's pretty crazy game. I think we saw lightning in a bottle for uh, TCU in that Michigan game, but once it got to Georgia, the grown men came out to play, and uh, yeah. we saw Georgia just demolish them. George, grown men, and also the way that Stetson Bennett's twenty five years old and still playing college football, uh, <laughs> probably coming back for a ninth year next year. So we'll see. Uh, what happens? No, in see someone's going to take them in the fourth. Like I, I could see Belichick maybe if they get rid of, uh, I don't even know somebody I've heard uh, anonymous AFC scout is going to take them early because they won't have to pay for a backup. 
You know, they know he's yeah. he's not an idiot. Can you imagine fifth year option, thirty years old? <laughs> I know you have to be a first round pick for that, but yeah. uh, just thinking of that idea would be would be, be pretty hilarious. funny. Considering he's older than guys like Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and uh, I think Jalen Hurts too. So yeah, pretty crazy there. Uh, last thing before we move into uh, where's your head at in the second half, Carlos Correa. To the Twins on a six-year, $200 million deal. I know we talked about that a little bit in the opener part of our uh, show, but he's back in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is pending physical, but there are reports saying that Minnesota has already gone past the part of his ankle or his knee, whatever it was, and is okay with with all that. So it should be him back in those new Minnesota jerseys that they just came out with a couple months ago. Yeah, what a wild, right. uh, wild couple weeks for Carlos Correa, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into our playoff <laughs> predictions now. Back yeah. in the second half of where's your head at? Uh, we'll go through round by round. We don't need to be crazy specific with the score because obviously these wild mm-hmm. card games are still about five, six games, six days away now at this point. Uh, but starting off with the NFC wild card schedule, we're going to NFC to AFC and yeah. so forth and so forth as we go through the rounds. The seven to two game, the Seattle Seahawks going to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, San Francisco should uh, win this one pretty easily. I know it's a, a divisional matchup. Those can get a little weird in the playoffs for a third time of the year. But San Francisco should win this one pretty easily. Uh, I don't like what I've been seeing from Seattle the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Seattle had to scrape to get into the playoffs. The Niners just rolled right into it. Uh, I think not having a buy benefits the Niners actually a little bit here because you don't have that week of like, what if, and you know, get cold and whatever it may be. Yeah. You're going right into a game. You're playing it on Saturday uh, and you're playing a team that you hate. So I think the Niners should be fine in this one. And uh, we'll see some of my picks uh, once we get to, uh, Playups and stuff like that. Yeah. On to the six to three Giants at Minnesota matchup that happened a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah, I picked uh, the Giants to win that one actually a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to do it again because if you play that game out a hundred times, there's maybe only five out of the hundred times that Dalvin Cook gets the 70 yard touchdown and they kick a 61 yarder and it goes in. So I'm taking the Giants in this one. I think they're getting hot um, right at the right time. I'm going to go ahead and take Minnesota. I think a lot of people have picked the Giants. Uh, so I'm going against it. There's a reason why the Vikings were so good in one-score games and why they were, what, 11-0 and or whatever it was yeah. uh, in those type of scenarios. And I think the, they're just they're clutch. And whatever that may mean, if it's Justin Jefferson being crazy or defense getting timely turnovers or Kirk Cousins just chucking the ball up and getting it done somehow, it works. Uh, so I'm picking the Vikings in this one. On to the matchup that we saw on Sunday Night Football in Week 1. Dallas versus Tampa Bay. This time it's in Tampa. Yeah, I am going to go with the Buccaneers at home in this one. You know, like I said earlier, maybe it's a good thing that Dallas got that bad game out of their system, but their offense hasn't been functioning at the same level as it was a couple weeks ago. They play a lot worse on the road, and... Hey, man, Tampa Bay has been hot the past couple weeks. Never going to pick against Brady if I don't have to. That's true. Uh, However, I am going to pick against Brady because I just think the inconsistency with that offense was so 
such a glaring problem this year in Tampa Bay. So I'm picking Dallas, man. All I think right. they could probably get a few turnovers, uh, force a fumble, whatever it may be. Uh, and as long as Dak plays a decent game, the Cowboys should be fine. They should be fine. On to the AFC, Miami and Buffalo. Matchup we saw two, three weeks ago. Uh, so this one should be fresh in our minds. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Buffalo should win this one, no matter who's playing quarterback. And we still don't know if two is going to be cleared or not. We find out tomorrow if he has been even there at the facility. But I still don't care. Buffalo is is very good, and they're at home. Yeah. Give me Buffalo. This one shouldn't be close, especially if two does not play. Uh, matchup from last week, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Hopefully this time with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, another situation where I don't even care if Lamar's playing or not. It's going to be Cincinnati. They're the second hottest team in the NFL right now, other than San Francisco's you know crazy run with Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, the, this is a team built for the first round matchup. You know. Yeah, they uh, went to the Super Bowl last year. I don't know if they're going to the Super Bowl this year, or I, well, I guess you'll find out what I yeah. think here <laughs> in a little bit. But I, I have Cincinnati taking the dub in this one over the Ravens. Uh, and then our last one in the wild card round, or super wild card round, if you want to call it that, Chargers at Jacksonville. This matchup actually happened in week three back in SoFi, where the Jags won 38-10 to 10 over the Chargers. Obviously, it feels like a season away now at this point. Uh, but who do you have in this one? Do yeah, this one I went back and forth on for days, you know, remembering that matchup and seeing Jacksonville's even hotter than they were back then. But I ended up going with the Chargers still because I'm going to trust Justin Herbert over Trevor Lawrence all day. You know, comparing the rest of them, it's a pretty even matchup. That's probably why Vegas has it as even right now. But I'm not quite ready to throw Herbert and uh, and Brandon Staley under the bus yet. I'm picking the Jags, man. I think... uh... Jacksonville was a bit more lively than what I expected last week. It doesn't really seem like a football town or anything like that, but it was pumping in BIAA Stadium, whatever they call it there. Uh, uh, and I think I think Brandon Staley is going to make a bad decision in this game and cost them. So I'm picking the Jags. Uh, however good Justin Herbert is, I just don't think he's going to be able to suffer with the rest of his team not being as good as he is. Uh, moving on to the NFC divisional round. Let's see. So you have the Giants and Philly and then SF yes. and Tampa Bay, correct? All mm-hmm. right. Give me that Philly game first. So Philly and the Giants. Who do you have here? Okay. Um, I think Philly is really going to hurt here from the bye week. Similar to what you said with San Francisco, Philly hasn't played a whole lot of games recently with uh, with all their starters. And I'm taking the Giants. You know, we saw the Giants third stringers play really well against the Eagles starters. So I got the Giants going to the championship game. Holy shit. Yes, sir. Uh, All right. I have Philly versus Dallas, and I think Philly should handle that one. In both these games this year when we saw them play, it was Cooper Rush versus Jalen Hurts, and then it was Gardner Minshew versus Dak Prescott. Uh, So I'm excited to see those two play. But I think uh, if Philly is going against Dak Prescott, they should be just find that uh and then in the other nfc divisional matchup we have the niners versus tampa bay for you and the niners versus minnesota for me so how about that niner versus tom brady matchup uh we already saw one of these earlier in the year san francisco beat them down pretty bad and that's probably what's going to happen again 
so the Niners pretty easily win these first two games to get to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Uh, so I have the Niners playing Minnesota, and I think this could be a game like it was in Green Bay uh, or at home against Dallas for, for Minnesota where they just get steamrolled. Uh, kind yeah. of start off slow. Niners aren't a team that's going to let up against them and uh, should be pretty easy path to the NFC Championship game for, for the Niners. Uh, on to the AFC. You have a Kansas City and Chargers matchup in the yes, Buffalo-Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll go first with that Kansas City game. Yeah, uh, here's where Brandon Staley makes a whole bunch of mistakes. It's when he tries to outsmart Andy Reid, and that never goes well. So Kansas City wins this one. Should be pretty easily, but hopefully it's a good good first half. Yeah, for both teams. I'm picking I'm picking Kansas City in this one. I don't think I need a ton of explanation. This is against <laughs> the Jags for me for me yeah. in this one. Uh, and then Cincinnati Buffalo, the one matchup that we have aligned. This one is not um, neutral site, correct? Correct. This will be in Buffalo. This is why I'm picking Buffalo. It really sucks because Cincinnati's so hot, but I don't think anyone can win in Buffalo right now. And a uh, little spoiler, Kansas City is lucky they got the one seed. Yeah. Uh, I also pick Buffalo. This one's a toss-up at this point. These two teams are so good. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I'm picking Buffalo here and setting up a Kansas City Buffalo AFC Championship, which will be at a neutral site. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move into that NFC Championship game. I have Philly hosting the the, the Niners, and Skyler has the Niners hosting the New York Giants. Uh, so does Danny Dimes turn into prime Eli Manning here, Skyler? Does he send him to the Super Bowl, or does this end their Cinderella season? I'm projecting a major collapse from the 49er offense here. And, you know, we've even seen the defense struggle against the Raiders, but it won't be against the Giants. <laughs> Kyle's losing his mind. It won't be against the Giants. They're going to get to the Super Bowl. They beat the Giants easily. Okay. Uh, you just tricked <laughs> me there for a second, and I was about to, I was about to say – Hopping in a PlayStation party, yelling to Brendan, Brendan Alex, and Skyler picked the fucking Giants to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, so Skyler's got the Niners going to the Super Bowl. I have the Eagles hosting the Niners. Uh, and I really, I just think Philly matches up really well if they're able to get the ball to Devonta Smith in this matchup. Because that's where the Niners suck on defense. Is their second corner is worse to, yeah. compared to a lot of teams in this NFC playoffs. Uh, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to have the ability to get the ball to him, and when they double-team Devonta, whatever they do, they have the ability to run the ball with Hurts or Sanders or whoever, and I think the Philly defense is good enough to stop Brock Purdy. So give me the Eagles in this one. All right. Uh, And then AFC Championship game, uh, which might be in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, which if you told me yeah. that the Raiders would have the league's leading rusher, a 1,500-yard receiver, and host the AFC Championship <laughs> game, I would think it's a pretty damn good season. Uh, however, it went 6-11 and missed up by quite a bit. Uh, so we both have Kansas City at Buffalo. First off, where do you think that game will be? And second off, who do you think will win? I think Allegiant Stadium is a pretty good guess, but I'm going to go with uh... – with AT&T because I got Dallas with the first round exit and uh, you know, maybe it's something about the NFC stadium hosting the AFC playoffs, you know, no collusion type type beat. Uh, but a- anyways, I think it's extremely important to remember 
that this game is at a neutral site because this is kind of like Super Bowl light. You know, they're going to yeah. let all the media come in with all the interviews because, you know, it's not a, it's not a normal game. It's not. It, it, it's impossible to feel that way. And Kansas City has been there before. Buffalo was not. That's a huge advantage for Kansas City. They're going to beat Buffalo. Buffalo turns the ball over too many times, and uh, it's finally going to bite them here against Kansas City. All right. I also have Kansas City heading to the Super Bowl. Uh, so you have a Kansas City versus the Niners, correct? Mm-hmm. A rematch of yes. 54? Yeah. 53? Whatever well, Super Bowl well, that I don't, was. I don't, I'm not great with Roman numerals. Got to ask some Same. of the frat boys about that. Yeah. Uh, and then I have Kansas City versus Philly. So that takes us to that Super Bowl. Who do you have winning this one here? Will it be Brock Purdy? No. Or will no, it be no. uh, Patty Mahomes? No. no. <laughs> Brock Purdy won't won't get the job done here. I mean, it's so impressive what he's been doing, but you can't take the Niners over Kansas City. You know, in this game, I think it it's going to catch up to them where no matter who you trade for, if you're calling the perfect plays, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. It's impossible. And we know Kansas City can score on anybody. You know, it's it's no nobody's fault. It's not D'Amico Ryan's fault if they give up 40 points to Kansas City here. It's just a bad matchup for them defensively. And uh, I think you're crazy to pick against Kansas City, especially yeah. in this matchup. Yeah, uh, Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. And I think uh, even if you speak to a lot of Niner fans, the, the true Niner fans that aren't just like, yeah, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but the, the ones that understand <laughs> their team, yeah. they realize – that Kansas City is a different animal when it comes to this. And I agree with, with Niner fans in the sense that they can be anybody in the NFL, but Kansas City is just so damn good. And they're going to be good for a long, long time. Feels like we're talking about the Patriots as if it's 2005, 2004 yeah. right here. Uh, so give me Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl. And uh, he probably gets his second Super Bowl MVP as well, unless something weird happens. So uh, both of us have Kansas City as the Super Bowl champion this year. Let's move to our bets and our all that stuff. And let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Our, our bets last week were terrible. We, we went 0 for 4. I'm going to talk really quick here so nobody understands what I'm saying. Just making sure that we don't uh, you know, get caught up in anything weird here. I had Houston under 38 in that game against Indianapolis Colts. That went over because both teams somehow scored 30. And then Skyler had TCU plus 12 and a half, uh, which <laughs> they lost by like 70. So that's rough there. Uh, this week, I have the Niners mi- minus 10 versus the Seattle Seahawks. They should be fine in that one. Like we are talking about earlier, Seahawks barely got in. The Niners rolled into the playoffs. Uh, and I think Purdy is going to light them up. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Cincinnati minus seven against Baltimore. They beat them by double digits last week. And uh, like I said, I don't care if Lamar Jackson's playing or not. You know, Cincinnati's on a tear. And that line's already moved up another half point in the past hour. Yeah. Uh, Last week for my bold prediction, I had Tampa Bay plus 180 versus Atlanta. I thought they'd be good enough with their backups to, to beat Atlanta. I think Atlanta would have been a little bit okay to lose. So I thought that's why I picked that. And then for Skyler, he had the Steelers making the playoffs. Uh, Unfortunately, that did not happen for him. I was close though. Just needed the dolphins to suck a little bit more on offense. That does not happen this week. Uh, 
I was looking at possible Super Bowl matchups and the odds that they have. The Eagles versus Chiefs has a plus 700 on it right now. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and snag that uh, because it's what I have. Uh, so obviously we won't know for at least a couple weeks uh, in this department, but I think that's okay. What about a Giants-Ravens? <laughs> no, that is not mine. <laughs> I'm like I said earlier, a bit earlier. Just the uh, Giants over Minnesota is going to be my bold prediction here. It's only plus one forty, but I really like the Giants this year. I don't know why. You know, if they get destroyed in the first round, I'm gonna look like such an idiot. But I mean, they're they're they're, they're on fire right now. Yeah, Danny Dimes is playing well. We talked about him last week. If he, if he deserves a, a long term contract, we both kind of decided mm-hmm. that he's worth that now at this point, and uh, he's probably one of the main reasons why they're in the playoffs. Well, yeah, uh, but that's going to do it. Why they go to the championship game? That's going to do it for episode one twenty two. We will see y'all next week for one twenty three. The results of those wild card games, season grades for the six teams that got eliminated, quarterback predictions for. Probably all the teams, maybe a few teams that depend on what they do in the playoffs would be a little interesting. Uh, And maybe, I don't know, if something big happens, there might be like a QB trade or something like that because of, uh, you know, you're able to like agree to terms or something like that. So we could see a car trade or coaching hires as well as something in there. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Yes, sir. Go Giants.